The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics. What's happening this week on your favorite soap opera? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and we are back here live this week to talk about, of course, anything and everything soap. I guess that goes without saying when the name of your show is Soap Central Live, but just in case you were tuning in for jelly donut recipes or some dirty talk, this probably isn't the show for you. Oh, then again, uh, you know, who am I to judge? Maybe it is a show. What do I know? Uh, we've got a really great show lined up for you today. All my children favorite Walt Willie will be joining us in just a few moments. It's been more than two years, if you can believe it, since he was last on the show. So there is an awful lot to catch up on. And I know that all of you out there are probably going to want in on the action. So if you'd like to call in, let me give you the number. It's toll-free, 866-472-5788. In case you're wondering, it is the same number every week. Again, toll-free, 866-472-5788. And now, I know that some of you out there secretly listen from work and maybe can't call in. But just because you can't get to the phone doesn't mean that you can't be part of the show. Feel free to follow along on Twitter if you're not blocked at work. Our account is Soap Central Live. I'll be posting show updates throughout the show. And you can, of course, always tweet your comments and questions, and I'll try to get them on the air whenever possible. Now, let's get on with the show, because my guest this week would have marked his 25th anniversary playing All My Children Legal Eagle Jackson Montgomery this year. Sadly, though, the milestone that we are going to be marking soon is the one-year anniversary of the final All My Children broadcast. Over the past year, though, Walt Willie has been keeping busy with his stand-up and a new stage play based on the life of Wild Bill Hickok. We'll, of course, have to talk about that. He's also going to be crisscrossing the U.S. in the months ahead for personal appearances, so I'm glad that he's found time in his busy schedule to come back here and chat with us today. Walt Willie, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Dan, thanks for having me on. How are you? I am wonderful. Uh, I'm not too happy that summer's coming to an end, but I have to tell you, I, I can't complain. Uh, it's great to be here. Listen, if you don't mind, I'm going to get down to my boxer shorts here. I've got a great jelly donut recipe that I'd like to share. <laughs> talk very slowly. I'm going to talk real slowly. Actually, I don't know even how to make a donut, let alone a jelly donut. I imagine you just put it inside somehow. I don't. I would have guessed. You know, there's some some. I mean, you hot don't build a donut around, around it. You have to put the jelly in it somehow. You start with the donut and put the jelly in, right? You can't bake jelly. See, you got me thinking about this now. Now I'm concerned. I, I don't even know where you would begin to start making jelly or, like I said, even for a donut. I just know there's some hot oil involved, I think. Wow. Awesome. See, and now we're right back where we started, Dan. <laughs> we, we really are. <laughs> that was very uh, nice. That was that was a nice circular little thing to start the show with. <laughs> <laughs> so as I mentioned, it's been two years since you were last a guest here on Soap Central Live. And ordinarily, I'd probably ask what's new, but I suspect that that would lead the way for a three-part show to get everything in. Yeah, so really, not much. What can I say? Not much. I'm lazy. No, it's, there's a lot new. Hey, has it been two years? It's been two years. It was, uh, I believe, our April Fool's show, 2010. Well, that sounds like that would be one I should be on, absolutely. 
<laughs> it seemed fitting. It seemed fitting. Well, that's so, right. I was angry with you because of that. Shoot, I forgot. I don't like people being angry with me. No, but obviously I couldn't be angry. No, but, gotten, but you know, I have such a bad time frame. That, you know, if I think a thing is ten years ago, it, I find out it's very likely twenty. If I think it's last year, it's about four or five years ago. I don't know what's going on, but my time space continuum has become crunched. I've got like Stephen Hawking itis or something. I'm just jumping time frame. It's not good. Oh, I've, well, I, I'll pull back from where I was going with that. But okay, you're showing great strength today, Dan. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> I mentioned, of course, it would have been a big milestone had all my children still been on the air. Can you? I mean, can you believe that it was 25 years ago that you started, at least as Jack? Of course, you were on yeah, the show. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, almost made it to the quarter century mark. Um, you know, it's it's. On the one hand, from, from, you know, just the sheer, um, joy that I got from doing that show, it's very hard to believe. But on the other hand, being a business person, you know, we kind of saw it coming. I think it could have been handled differently. I think it might have been handled better to everybody's advantage, but it wasn't. And then the sorry fact is, and this is the only fact, there's nothing wrong with the genre. It's viable. It is the most pervasive genre the world over. The fact is, in our current economy, People aren't home from work to watch it, and unless you watch it in real time, and I'm sure your listeners know all this, but for, in case those are, for the couple that tuned in to find the jelly donut recipe, let me just explain <laughs> this to them, because there's nobody at home watching in real time. There was no way to support these things. However, if they had gotten on the stick and used their head and had an Internet presence as they, too, and I speak of management, must have seen it coming, then it didn't have to happen this way. It was very unfortunate that it did, and I miss it like crazy. Having said that, I'm very excited about the other things I get to do now. So it's, it's a real, you know, I mean, for a kid from the Midwest, as I am, who had a great job for all those years, I, I would never have quit the job. I'm just not built to quit a job like that, especially in the business, in this economy in which we find ourselves. However, since the job quit me, you know, very exciting things now. So good news, bad news, I guess. There's, and there's a whole lot of, of exciting things that you're working on we're going to talk about in just a bit. One of the things Thanks. that you mentioned, and for folks who listen to the show regularly, uh, Alicia Minshew was on the show yeah. last month or so. Yeah, and I love Alicia Minshew. She cursed within about 30 seconds of the show. She's like a sailor. She curses like a sailor and looks like a mermaid. I just love her. She's the best. Yeah, she did, you know, she was trying so hard. She did, like I said, she lasted 30 seconds. She's uh, not good with that. No, no, she's not good with that. I'll she bet mentioned you know something. the jelly donut recipe. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure she does. No, I, I love Liz. She's the best. Uh, something that she mentioned is she said that even before she uh, took a leave from the show when she had her baby, she said that she suspected that all my children wouldn't be around much longer. And you said that, too, that, you know, you maybe suspected it. How far back are we talking here? I mean, well, how long? I mean, you know, when I first started in, in, in the late 80s and having been around it a few years before that on Ryan's Hope and Another World, I mean, that was kind of the apex there in many ways. Uh, the daytime lineup on ABC, in fact, was the, a cash cow. We paid for news and sports on that network. And it's pretty, you know, as you hear on the news, more and more mothers going back to work, more and more women in the, in the uh, workplace, and you see that trend growing and growing. And, uh, and, you know, bread isn't a nickel anymore, and God knows gas isn't either. And you just, you see a trend, I think, certainly, by... 
you know, I think when they called off Super Soap Weekend, I think was probably the official yeah. official death now. Um, but I, I again, it's uh, you know I don't know how old her daughter is now. I guess two or so. So when she took her leave, you know, I I I think certainly. Five years ago, we all knew it. We couldn't last much longer. We had already seen the demise of so many, you know, so many huge ones. I mean, if if Guiding Light, if you count the time that it was on radio as well, it was on for 75 years. I mean, this was one of the, uh, you know, the the stalwart representatives of the genre, and all of a sudden it was gone, and another world was gone, and as the world turns, it was gone. So I think there was a there was a pretty easily seen trend. Um, I think we 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 knew the writing was on the wall. I don't know, maybe five years before the wall actually came in on us. You know. Hmm. Well, even outside of that, you mentioned Guiding Light. You mentioned Another World. Uh, shows that are no yeah, longer with us. All my children. Yeah, worked on all of them. The fans, though, are still there, and we have some fans who are waiting to talk to you. So let's oh, take a so couple. Nice. Of... Oh, and I love doing that. Yes, please, Dan. Let's do. Let's go. I'll, we'll be back for our private time in a little bit. Let's, let's bring in uh, Emily from New York. Emily, welcome to Subcentral Live. Hi, Dan. Hi, you. Hi, are Emily. Here. How are you? Oh, I'm so great, and it's so wonderful to hear your voice again. Aren't you so sweet to say so? Well, it's nice to hear yours as well. Oh, thank you. I wanted to ask you a question, but I wanted to tell you one quick little funny story. My brother-in-law was your next-door neighbor in the late 80s in New, in New Jersey. Who's that? His name is Blaze. And, and where, uh, where was he my next-door neighbor? In Jersey City? I don't know. City, I, I, only know I only remember that it was in Jersey. Well, and I was probably in Jersey City. I lived there for, oh, my gosh, pretty much. Well, in fact, all the time that I was on all wow. my children, I lived in Jersey City, which is just right across the Hudson. For those of you that don't know, right across the Hudson. Uh, from where where the World Trade Center was. Well, um, me and his three sisters were watching all my children, and he came walking into the room, and he looks at the screen, and he goes, oh, wow, that's my neighbor. That's my neighbor, and he owes me money. And I wish he'd mow his lawn. Why can't he keep so, that damn dog of his inside? So, yeah, uh, you know, me. we looked at him, and we said, no, that's not your neighbor. That's Walt Willie. And he's like, yeah, that's my neighbor. Oh, that's his name is so Walt. That's so funny. That's so, so funny. So we, like, all converged on him. Like, what do you mean, Walt Willie's your neighbor? Can we come meet him? What's he like? What are you When's talking about? When's he having about? a barbecue? Why aren't yeah. we there? And he oh, was like, you girls are all nuts. I'm out of here. You <laughs> chased him right out. Yeah, he probably thought you were all crazy. Yeah, he really did. His three sisters and me. He was like, I'm done. I'm out of here. No more wolf questions. That's so funny. <laughs> that was really funny. Um so, and years after he left that apartment, we were still asking him, how's Walt? And he's yeah, like, well, I don't live there Jersey anymore. City Leave me alone. Everybody eventually, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you hang out in Jersey City, you run into everybody on the PATH train. So yeah. I'm sure he might even been able to answer that question for you. I know, it's that so funny. True. So, um, Emily, I know that you have a question. What's I your do, question? I do, I um, do. You know, I just uh, wonder, like, what is it like for an actor who is, um, you know, putting it all out there in front of the camera day after day and trying to be creative and create this character, and to know that there's all these uh, men in suits and boardrooms deciding your fate, like, you know, you know it's so I, easy for I, them I, to First say, of all, that's, that's a very insightful question, Emily, but I think that because I came out of a business background, I knew what this business was. I mean, you know, anybody in this business for very long and enjoying any kind of upward mobility, and it soon finds out that, you know, we're kind of hired meat, uh, <laughs> for a certain part of it, you know, as you go along and you do well and you earn respect and earn a marketability, then, of course, you get to call a few more of the shots yourself. But, 
you know, of, of course, it's it's frustrating when you think you're smarter than management. You know, when you think that why, why aren't you doing this? It's so obvious. This is a good idea, and they don't do it. That's very frustrating. But that's frustrating in any business. You know, I think in any business, you often find that you know more, more than your boss. <laughs> you're pretty sure you do, and you can't figure out why they're not reading your suggestions. You keep putting in the box. Hired meat. That takes us back to. <laughs> the I guess the start of the show it takes us to a totally different topic. I'm trying Emily. to make this circular for you, Dan. <laughs> it's great. Emily, Emily thank, thank you, you so for your much question. for your call. Uh, one of the things that the folks are talking about on Twitter is, is they've sort of been keeping all my children alive, wondering, you know, some folks, of course, didn't like the cliffhanger, but it allowed for them to imagine what was going on. So I have to ask you a year later, what do you think Jack is doing, and has he ever reconciled with Erica? <laughs> What I think Jack is doing, um, <laughs> I, you know, it, n no matter what I say, it'll make someone mad. So, you know, I well, first of all, let me let me let me shift the emphasis of the question just a little, Dan, and tell you what I think the next day on All My Children would have been after that ending or after that non-ending. Um, I will tell you that I talked to Agnes Nixon that very day that the that the word came down, and I know that right up until. It wasn't anymore. She fully expected it to continue in some version or another. And that's why she wrote a cliffhanger. When they felt that it was going to be all over, she had written an, another kind of ending altogether. When they felt that it was going to continue on with Prospect Park, etc., she changed it. And this is my un understanding. I think... I think, and not just because he went to Bold and Beautiful, but I think that that uh, Jacob Young's character, J.R., I think probably shot himself. I think so, too. And because that's the kind of story that Agnes Nixon was famous for. How would a suicide reverberate through a closely knit community like Pine Valley? And that's the kind of important, socially connected story that she loved to tell. And I, I, I will always, whether I find out or not, whether any of us find out or not, I will always believe that Jr. that who Jr. shot was Jr. <laughs> that's what I will always believe. Now, that's nothing against Jacob, you understand. I happen to love <laughs> Jacob. But that's, that's what I think would have been the most interesting story. Otherwise, it would have just been, you know, a, you know, a basic soap bloodbath, you know. <laughs> but but uh, I think it would have been much more interesting if Jr. would have shot himself. I think that's probably what Agnes would have done. There, I've said that. What would Jack be doing? Well, I'd like to think that there had been some kind of rapprochement with uh, uh, Mrs. Kane. Um, she was quite irritable. Uh, I mean, she was quite irritating, I should say, there at the end. I don't want to get married. I want to go to Hollywood. I, you know, and Jack had heard that, God knows, in one form or another several times. And I think that, um, you know, that last line, I think, frankly, at that point in time, he didn't give a damn about her feelings. And I don't know, frankly, uh, how long he could have held that posture. Historically, not very long. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'd like to think that maybe he grew just a little backbone, left that party, got a whiskey, called Crystal, said, come on over, baby. <laughs> we'll take it from there. But who knows? Who knows? I'd love to know what, what, what fans think uh, would have been the outcome there with Jack and Erica. I, I, I know what many of them wanted, but just as many also wanted Jack to get up on his hind legs and go, you know what? Mm -mm, not, not anymore. Not anymore. 
Yeah, it, it is interesting that people do seem to be sort of split on that, where even if the, the, from the folks who wanted Jack and Erica together, there are still a, a good portion of that audience that would have liked to see Jack make Erica suffer for a change rather than Erica being the one who seemed but to control the man. But that's not really Jack, man. though, is it? That's not really not. Jack. Um, I think what a lot of people really would have loved to have seen, frankly, and, and this, is, this doesn't come from me, this comes from people whispering in my ear <laughs> for the past year what they would have loved to have seen, is Erica respond to this man who has stood by her through more things than most men would stand by through, through and um, that she... Uh, would kind of grow up and find someone uh, or reach out to that someone who so clearly would be only too happy uh, to have a nice, healthy relationship with her. <laughs> Whether Erica's capable of that, I don't know. I don't know. All evidence would be to the contrary, but who knows? We are at a point here where we are at a commercial break, so... Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we're going to talk about, of all things, Wild Bill Hickok. I'll be right here for that. All right, everybody, stay tuned. We'll be back in about two minutes or so. And, uh, yeah, I was an FBI agent, and I was was pretty much (laughs) the character of Shara. um... Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. 
Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. I'm here this week with Walt Willie. Walt, welcome back. Thanks. It was the longest two minutes of my life. Don't ever take a commercial <laughs> break again. You know, it's having to, to fill that two minutes of, of commercial spaces is very stressful. Yeah, uh, it is. 30 I, seconds never sold so hard. <laughs> I was looking <laughs> Believe me, I have friends in radio all over the United States, and they're like, wow, I thought I was in entertainment. I'm in sales. Yeah, I've, I've noticed. Believe me, it's, yeah, it's, a, sure it's a totally different thing over 17 years. And mentioning that, there are, on SoapCentral.com are a whole bunch of character profiles for all of our favorite soaps. And I was looking at Jack's during the commercial break. And, you know, outside of talking strictly biological family, there was Christine, later Kit, who was dead at one point and came back. And Bianca his, is his niece. Then we found out that Greenlee was Jack's daughter. But aside from that, the only other biological family was Travis, and they killed him off. So Jack didn't really have a big biological base of family. No, but he had one. He had a bunch of wonderful children, though, with Lily and Reggie. And those were things that I thought I was so proud to play Jack. I mean, Jack got Reggie in a plea bargain deal. You know, he was going to send this guy up, and he had this young... Young kid, he was taking care of Reggie, and I said, well, look, you know what? I'll take care of him. And, you know, I, Jack was a good man. I must say, I learned a lot from Jack over the years. I know that sounds a little ridiculous, but I think I did. I think I learned a lot about being that kind of person, you know, and, and, not, uh, and yet not being a doormat. I mean, besides for Erica. <laughs> besides for Erica. But, uh, yeah, so bi- biological family, the Montgomery clan was pretty small. You know, but uh, in terms of family and reach, I think the Montgomery clan was pretty important to that show in its last 20 years. Well, absolutely. And we have uh, another caller. We have a caller from New York who wants to call and be a part of the show. Caller, are you there? Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, caller. How are you? I'm sorry. Am I talking to Mr. Wiley? Uh, this is Mr. Willie. Actually, you can call me Walt. Mr. Willie was my dad. He's dead some years ago. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, well, I just think that you are, you are, uh, among the, the, the tall actors on soap operas. And I really wanted to congratulate you on keeping, you know, your job for so long, being so tall. You also yeah, have it's not a, easy being big. Like it's not easy being green. It's not easy being tall, especially when your leading lady is five foot two. Oh my goodness! Yes, I have permanent permanent lower back damage. Actually, what is your name? Uh, my name is Larkin. Larkin. Well, I know who that would be then. Uh, <laughs> please welcome, folks, Larkin Malloy, the man who played Travis Montgomery for many years, and one of the first guys I ever worked with on a soap when he was on Edge of Night playing Skyler, I believe. Yes. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, and I was playing a Swiss policeman. <laughs> Larkin, thanks so much for calling in. I'm so glad that you were able to be a part of our. I guess it's a, a Montgomery Brothers family it's a reunion. Brothers reunion. Yes, and we yeah. were we were we were roommates in in our dressing room for years. We vacationed together. We we became yeah. Very I, I understand. There's there's a, there's a story about you and uh, some other actor going down to uh, Aruba. Yes. And and sleeping together. Is is that something I read in the magazine or uh, I I don't recall. I recall sleeping in the same room but not together together. Oh, but, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Then it must have been soap opera <laughs> weekly or soap opera unweekly or something like that. Yeah, cuz I heard I heard this story. 
Now, Walt and I decided to take a vacation together. And I, like a fool, I left all the details up to Walt. And uh, we, we, decided, <laughs> we decided to go down to Aruba together and uh, get this nice hotel. Uh, it, was, it was a cabana, though, wasn't it? Uh, it was, uh, I, it was, uh, it, as I recall it, it was industrial brick with a couple of double beds. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I recall it. <laughs> so they took, <laughs> they took our bags at the uh, front desk and, uh, Porter brought them around to our to rooms, yeah. plural. Um, and as it turns out, um, he put both of uh, our uh, sets of luggage in the same room. And I said, okay, there's been a little mistake here. Uh, where's, where's my room? And he said, oh, this is it. So the, the two of us went down there, and we were both young and both bachelors at the time and uh, kind of footloose and fancy free. And uh, they, they ended up giving us uh, rooms with uh, one room with uh, two, two beds. Yes. It was, it was not 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 what either one of us had in mind. No, <laughs> not, not at all. No, not at all. I think well, we both snored. While you're taking your your trip, literally, I guess, trip down memory lane, do you remember <laughs> your first scenes together? Ooh, you know, uh, I don't that's know a good, that that's I do. A good I, I remember one scene in which Larkin had to say, "You are up to your neck in this," and the poor man could not say, "You are up." to your neck in this to save his life and that is one of my I mean we ended up laughing she's well you're up in your neck or you're not up in your neck you're up in your neck and you start over I'm, well you're up in your I can't believe I just said it again and this went on for probably six or eight takes and nothing against Larkin it's something we all do you get something in your head you can't get it out and then it strikes you funny because it's so absurd and then down goes the production for fully 10 or 15 minutes as we try to recuperate a little bit but that's our, our, our first scene I don't, I don't know what our First scene was. Do you remember Larkin? I, I I believe it was in um, in I, I was living at the time. My character was living in Erica's st- studio. Where... We all live in Erica's place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was the big rooming house yeah. with the old boyfriends living downstairs and uh, and the new ones uh, upstairs. New ones waiting um, waiting at the front door. I remember it was in that pink set, which did wonderful wonders for your complexion. And, um, yeah, that, that's, I believe, where we had our first encounter. And, uh, you showed up, and I was, and I was, I don't know what my character said, but it was the equivalent of holy shit. Yeah, well, you know, the, the, the fans forget that, uh, Jack started off a bad guy. I mean, Jack came back, and he, you know, ruined your relationship with Erica, and he pitted, um, Palmer and Adam at each other by uh, having them both contribute to a political action committee that uh, cost you your side. That's senate. right. That's really the way Jackson started. That's and all of a right. I was running with for Erica the senate, the and I made you my campaign You thought there was something there, and off we went. So yeah, yeah. That's I had forgotten about that senate race. Yes. Yeah. And, well, and you, you won, had, but you, uh, you were guilty of some I'm people. sorry about that. I am. I feel well. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, Okay, who wants to be a senator anyway? The last time you were together, at least that fans had a chance to see, would have been during Oprah's uh, celebration of of soaps. That's right. What was it like? What was it like to be a part it, of that? It was her celebration of husbands. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and right. We were all and, and we were all there. 
including Walter and I, at at at, at some point. Now you had married her as well, yes? I I only married her you, once. Yeah. Yeah. I think I married her a couple of times. I'm I not think, sure. I think you did too. <laughs> Lark, it's so good to hear you. Thanks so much for calling in. What a nice it's surprise! Great, it's great talking to you again. We got yeah. to get together. I've got I've got your email. But then use it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very good. Thanks. Thanks so much, Larkin. My pleasure. Oh, we do like the surprises here on Soap Central. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> One of the things that I guess in terms of surprises that people won't know what to expect is when they get a chance to see you live, whether it be in your stand-up or I see there's something called Buy Your Own Bachelor that's coming up. But also, let's talk about Wild Bill and dealing with James Butler Hickok. The first thing that people must notice is that his name is James Butler Hickok. Yeah, so how the Bill devil did he from? become Wild Bill, right? Yeah. Now that's one of the fascinating, you know, I, we, we were speaking earlier about the, you know, obvious, uh, path toward demise, uh, of, of daytime dramas and all my children in particular. And when I saw that coming, I, you know, I've been doing comedy, doing stand up with the Wild and Willie tour for 20 plus years. And I love it. But there was something else I wanted to do. There was something else I wanted to create. And, you know, I, I never have to worry about what to do when I get up in the morning because there's always something I want to do. And <laughs> one thing I wanted to do was find a one-man show. And I was doing Arsenic and Old Lace with Julia Barr and my son Chance at my theater in Ottawa, Illinois, which we'll talk a little bit about there too in a bit. And um, we were driving over to the Amtrak station in Mendota, Illinois, which is about 40 miles from where I grew up, where I was born and raised. Uh, in LaSalle County, Illinois. And I see a sign, Troy Grove, Illinois, birthplace of James Butler, Wild Bill Hickok. And I thought, Wild Bill? I didn't know that. Or if I did, I'd forgotten. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting and, and kind of serendipitous that I would see this sign and, you know, just kind of a weird thing. And I began to research the man, and he was six foot two, blonde and blue, from a small town in Illinois, uh, uh, enjoyed a modicum of fame. Uh, a reputation maybe deserved, maybe not. And, and that was enough to intrigue me. And when I went deeper into this fascinating and somewhat contradictory man, uh, I was just absolutely hypnotized. I was mesmerized. And I did about a year of research. And then for a little less than a year, I wrote. And, you know, it's not that I was, I've never really written anything like this before. I've done some columns and I do some journaling and stuff, but not a one-man show. And I wrote it and I read it and I edited it and I did it for a friend of mine, Kim Howard Johnson. He had some great suggestions, which I implemented about overarching themes and this and that. And uh, I had a one-man show. And last March, I did it for the first time in Marco Island to four sold-out audiences, standing ovation, um, great review. I thought, my God, I've actually written and been performing in a one-man show about a man that I think is fascinating. Um, to answer your question, how he became Wild Bill, when he was a kid, before he could grow a mustache, people thought that his nose and his lips looked like a duck's bill, and they <laughs> called him Duck Bill. And he was a big man, and he didn't like that very much. And so he had them cut out the duck part pretty quick, but they kept up with the bill part just to keep the teasing up. So they call him Bill. When you traveled as much as he did, because he traveled all, all over as a farmer, teamster, trapper, all over, it was just easier to say, yeah, I'm Bill Hickok, and he even signed legal papers, William B. Hickok. He said that, you know, whoever has legal business with, with me knows who I am and where they can find me if they're looking for me. So, so but then, and then one day he was in Independence, Missouri, and he broke up a hanging 
by putting a couple bullets past people's ears. He was the most, of all the lawmen of the Old West, he was the only truly incredible marksman. The man was unbelievable with a gun. He was just unbelievable. And uh, he broke this hanging up, and some girl in the crowd yelled, Hey, Bill, ain't you a wild one? And that's how he became Wild Bill. Well, you mentioned Sharpshooter. I can't help but notice uh, Susan Lucci, of course, played Annie Oakley on Broadway. That's so right. she was also a, a sharpshooter. Must be something in the in the Pine Valley water. We that must be something in the Pine Valley water. No, actually, it might be something in the Illinois water. Uh, so now I'm building a national tour. Uh, I'll be doing it in, down in uh, uh, Masaryk Town, Florida, which is just north of Tampa, on the uh, 16th of September. I'll be doing it the 19th of September at McCurdy's Comedy Theater in Sarasota. Um, and then I'll be doing it, uh, taking October off to do some other things. Then in November and December, back at it. And I just booked it another couple places today. And one of them is very near Deadwood, where he died. So fascinating, man. I think it's a great show. People seem to just absolutely love it. I mean, at my age, to be strapping on a pair of you know Colts and a big old mustache and going out and playing a you know a famous guy like Wild Bill is a pretty good deal. I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and I think people will just love it. And for those of you out there who were listening and didn't have a pen or paper ready to find out where Walt's going to be with Wild Bill, you can check his website, waltwillyworld.com. Brand new website. Check out. Brand, brand new, new website. For those of you who have been going to Willy World and then calling me and emailing me saying, Walt, it's been seven years since you updated it. <laughs> yes. And the reason for that is... Um, Oh, busy, lazy, uh, didn't have a webmaster that, uh, you know, so I just started fresh with waltwillyworld.com. There's an appearance calendar there. You can find out all about Wild and Willie. You can find out about Wild Bill and Evening with James Butler Hickok. I'm um, starting an in-school program, uh, traveling with, with this. Bill hated a bully. Uh, Hickok could not stand a bully. Anything he ever got into was because he could not stand there and watch somebody Stronger taking advantage of somebody weaker. It was the way he was raised and it was his, it was his signal flag. He couldn't stand a bully from the time he was a kid until the time he was killed. Um, and everything he was involved in was standing up for the weaker, which is, you know, uh, not necessarily, I mean, which is a great philosophy, but sometimes not a bad choice when you're strapped with a couple of cold pistols <laughs> that you know how to use. Uh, but just, uh, just a fascinating man, and I think, folks, as this tour builds, uh, I know I'll be in Illinois in December in a couple of places, um, uh, and then, uh, then as the national tour builds, I plan to do his kind of his life route, uh, Independence, Missouri, uh, Hayes City, Kansas, Abilene, Kansas, Deadwood. Um, anyway, I'm just having a blast, and people just seem to love it, so... It's just—it's funny how things like that happen. Where you know, had you not been on that particular right, route, well, I serendipity wonder... and coincidence and accident or whatever you want to call it, what whatever your beliefs may require, you name a thing like that, has always played a large part in my life and in my career. I remember meeting most of the people that I would work with at ABC when I was maitre d' and manager at the Ginger Man Restaurant, which was right around the corner from uh, all my children, ABC7, uh, One Life to Live, and I met everybody working there before I ever started in the business. So it was just, you know, it was just a, that's always played a part. And so when things like that happen, I always listen. Well, you're going to have to listen to a caller. We have Brian okay. from Georgia. That was an ugly segue. We've been so good, Dan. <laughs> 
That was like the segue in Silence of the Lambs. Or maybe you like to turn your high-focused attention to this. Anyway, who do we have on the line, Dan? We have Brian from Georgia. Brian, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hello, uh, Walt. Uh, how, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Brian. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, my question for you is actually um, goes back a couple years back um, when they had the storyline with One Life to Live and All My Children where Babe and Kelly's babies were switched. And uh, I wanted to know how it was for you to work on that storyline with One Life to Live and all my children interacting. And also, is that is that episode actually out there in uh, Internet land where you can actually watch it? You know, it? I don't know. And, uh, Brian, to be quite honest with you, um, that baby switching thing, uh, the one that I was involved with, I don't think involved One Life to Live, but I could be wrong about that. Um, I, I remember Bianca's baby and Babe's baby being switched, and that was the one I think I, I was involved in. However, I was brought over to the city um, when Morgan Fairchild was getting ready to leave. It turned out that Jackson Montgomery was an old flame of hers. So I did get to cross over to the city when that was on. Uh, as for that being on the Internet, you know, I think... I, uh, Brian, tend to run on the belief that everything is on the Internet. You just have to keep <laughs> it really looking. really is. <laughs> it's out there, but I couldn't tell you for sure. Thank you so much for your call, Brian. You've got me sitting here. I watched The City. I thought The City was maybe sort of ahead of its time with uh, some of their, their camera angles and sets and whatnot. Yep, yep. I, I I'm trying to think if I remember that. I don't remember the appearance, and I remember yeah, everything. I was on about five or six shows, I think, with Morgan, uh, I remember calling John Lovitz up and saying, who's got your girlfriend now, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you are a She'll never be yours. She'll always be mine. <laughs> now you sound, you talk uh, my segues of, of Hannibal Lecter. That sounded a little bit Hannibal Lecter-ish right there. Yeah, well, then, then you know how well I know John Lovitz. <laughs> oh, gosh. We'll have to segue away from him to a commercial break because we are due for a commercial. So, everybody, stay tuned. We're going to be back in about two minutes when Walt plays the $250 soap pyramid. Please leave breadcrumbs so I can find my way back after the commercial break. <laughs> so Thank you. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, 
All My Children, or any of the other soaps. SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here. And because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. We're doing a little mental exercise during the commercial break to get ready for the Soap Pyramid. Walt, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Dan. Listen, can I just say one thing? I, 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 I'm so enjoying myself that I was remiss in saying, please go to waltwillyworld.com and sign up to subscribe for your updates so you know where I am, what I'm doing, how you can help, because I do like to put together little little uh, boots on the ground, you know, uh, when I come to a place. So go ahead and, and visit waltwillyworld.com. Get yourself subscribed for updates, and uh, make sure you know what's going on. And that'll be a service for me out there as well, because I'm always upset when people tweet me and message me and want to know how they, why they didn't know that someone was in town. I know, and I, you know, and I Facebook like crazy. I always make sure that I get everything up there, but I wanted to find kind of a nice central location because there's a Wild Bill Facebook, there's a Wild and Willie Facebook, there's my Facebook, there now there's Walt Willie World Facebook, but those are all going to probably. Uh, not come down, but I'm going to really focus my attention on getting the word out uh, from WaltWillieWorld.com. Okay, that's all. I just want to make sure people knew that that would be the place to go for all things Walt Willie. God help us all. How would you like to have that name, Dan? Walt <laughs> Willie. Sounds like a big cartoon penguin. Anyway, let's play the game. We've got it. Well, first of all, you have to let us know who you're going to be playing for. There's a charity that I know that is very close to you. So tell us a little bit about the Illinois Valley Coalition on Performing Arts. Yes, this is uh, a not-for-profit that we have formed uh, in my home. Well, I shouldn't say my hometown because it's really it's the whole Illinois Valley. I go back home to Ottawa where I just did a play with Vincent Irizarry. We just did Harvey. Uh, once a year in July, they do a big summer show. And then we've been wanting so badly to expand and do more for uh, young adults who are involved in the theater arts and really don't have a lot to be able to do. So we have a mentorship program. We have them. We audition them. We, we bring in professional actors to work with amateurs. Uh, it's just a great thing. And we're expanding it like crazy. It's IV Copa, Illinois Valley uh, Coalition on Performing Arts. And I'll be playing for them. This will be the uh, maybe the first money I've raised. Well, no, that's not true. I've raised some money for them. But this will be another way I can raise money for them. I'm thrilled. <laughs> well, as you guys out there know, we are... Doing this until we get four of our fastest times. We're going to invite oh, those no four stars okay. back. 
to compete, and the winner of that tournament of champions, if you will, will win $2,500 for their favorite charity. So no Has pressure. Has Ruby Smith done this? She has. She oh, is... she's so smart. Did she do very well? Do you want me to tell you the truth? Or do you no, want to lie no, to no, yes. No, I know the truth. I know she did well. She's very smart. I love Hillary B. Smith. She, I love her, but I hate following her at anything because she's so good. Okay. All right, she I'm going to put her out of my mind if I can. All right. So we'll give you a chance to clear your mind. We're going to queue up our unofficial theme song. Here it goes. Now I'm good. Oh, All boy. Right. Here we are. The category in this first round is names the same. So for those of you out there who are listening, all of the answers, and for you, Walt, too, the answers yeah. are going to be people who share the same name, whether it be Walt, whether it be Willie's, I don't think there are any that I can think of, uh, Jackson's and Montgomery's and things like that. So if you're ready, Oh, I'm and ready. things like that. Okay, all right. Yes, sure, <laughs> I'm ready. Sure, and things like that. That's awfully vague. All right. And we'll start. He is the founder of the, the company with Mickey Mouse as its mascot. Walt Disney. Uh, he was a famous news anchor. Walter Cronkite. Yes. Uh, uh, football player, uh, Chicago Walter Bears. Uh, oh, gosh. He's a, a poet. There's a bridge for him named here in Philadelphia. Walt Whitman. Yes. Um, it's, a, it's a story. The Secret Life of... Walter Mitty. Yes. Uh, ooh, um, an American painter. Uh, I don't know anything more than that. Uh, oh, American on. painter. Uh, American painter. Oh, Jackson Pollock? Yes. Okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, he's a, oh, okay. He's a, a president who appears on money. Jackson, uh, Andrew Jackson. Yes. Um, oh, she's the co-host of 2020. She's on The View. Uh, n uh, older woman. Uh, uh, <laughs> older funny. woman, Barbara Walters. <laughs> yes. I'm She'll sure appreciate that. that. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, leave it to Beaver's brother. Wally, Wally Cleaver. Yes. And... Um, we're out of time, and I can get the last one. I'll, I'll clue the last one. He was a presidential, or a, maybe a vice presidential candidate. Didn't make it, though. Walter Mondale. Yes. So, congratulations. That was amazing. Well, check the time. I actually think that you may be in the top four so far. Oh, let's hope so. So that's $250. Again, everybody, it's for the Illinois Va Valley Coalition on Performing Arts. We're going to have information about how you can learn more about that on our Twitter feed, Soap Central Live. So go and check it out. Uh, gosh, that was great. I'm, I'm great. I'm always glad when, uh, you know, when folks want to play the pyramid and we get to talk about I charities. love playing the pyramid when your name is Walt. I mean, there's not that many Walt's. And as you go through life, you know, you kind of make mental connections. Oh, there's another Walt. He did pretty good. Oh, there's a Walt. He did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and for folks out there who wonder, I don't get the clues until just before we go on the air, so I don't have time to figure out yeah, who they are. Yeah, I gotta tell you, Wallace Cleaver's name was Wallace, not Walter. Wally, that Wally was a Wallace. And I think that maybe we should just deduct that amount of time. And no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just as long as I beat Hillary. That's all I want to know. It'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be a, a bonus point. We'll, uh, we'll let you have that. So, Very good. Uh, there are some other appearances that I know that you are doing, and I'm looking through here because it seems that you're, you really are crisscrossing all over the place. You're going to be doing a buy your own bachelor. Yes, well, I won't be buying about... my own bachelor, uh, but, <laughs> and, and nor, nor am I a bachelor to be bought. 
I oh, can't that was be, be rented very reasonably. So, um, yes, a friend of mine, uh, Amy Tootin, who I met years ago in Sarasota. I've been doing my stand-up comedy down in McCurdy's County Theater down there since he was in the Big Kitchen, which was a little Chinese place that he would rent out on Friday nights. And Les is a good friend of mine, and I met Amy through him and through the ABC affiliate in Sarasota there. And uh, she's been doing this Buy Your Own Bachelor fundraiser for a cancer uh, run that, that they do there, breast cancer run that they do. And last year we did very well with it. And then the next night, and now that's on September 18th at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. The next night, September 19th, I'm doing Wild Bill in that same venue, McCurdy's Comedy Theater, where I have been, where I recorded my first comedy DVD, by the way. And by the way, there's another comedy DVD coming out, I hope, Dan, um, Mid-October, I'm hoping we'll get, because we're editing in a lot of special features, like a tour of the Crystal Mesa Farm, my bed and breakfast in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and some excerpts from Wild Bill. So we're loading this DVD up, and we're hoping by mid-October, certainly by late October, it'll be available with me on the road. And also, go to WaltWillieWorld.com. I'm sure we'll have it available there as well. And as soon as it's available, this is you know just for the folks who are listening to the show. We're going to make sure that we have a little bit of a contest, and we'll be giving away some of oh, those. Oh, that's sure. Absolutely. We'll have more details on that when it comes out, and of course, we'll let everybody know when it's released and how you can get it. So stay tuned for that. You know, I'm um, also doing a cabaret act. They're actually letting me sing now. You know, I know I used to sing as a Broadway cares thing, but I'm no singer. You know, not like some of the people. Like not like say Bobby Eakes is a singer, or Vincent Irizarry, or Jacob Young. But those three are letting me join their cabaret. Actually, we we did one last uh, last around uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, we did a cabaret called Falling in Love Again, and uh, we'll be doing that October 28th at B.B. King's. Wow. You you really do. I was going to say get around. That sounds horrible considering you. we've talked about hired meat and buy your own bachelor's. <laughs> no, I get around. No, I, you know what? I'm an entertainer. I, I have a hard time applying strictly the word actor at the end of my name. I have always been an entertainer. I've been a comedian for over 20 years. I've been singing and writing parody songs for about that long as well. I just, you know, I used to throw things against the wall to see what sticks. Now I throw things against the wall to see what takes a while to slide down. Uh, so, but it's, it's, you know, talking about live performance, I love live performance. Now, that's not yeah. to say I wouldn't like to get a big, fat television series or a nice movie, you know, um, but there's something about performing live, and there's something about doing uh, the comedy, the Wild and Willie show, and the, the Wild Bill Hickok show. I mean, they're both, it's just um, when that energy is flowing out from the stage, and then it gets returned from the audience, you know, uh, back across the footlights to you. There's really nothing else like that. There's nothing else in, in entertainment like that. Why do you think people who don't need to tour, tour? You know, I mean, if the Beatles were still together and alive, they'd still be touring because there's something about that. There's something about cooking it live that just, there's just nothing Absol else like absolutely. it. Absolutely. And it also allows me to see the fans. I mean, people, for instance, last year, just about this time, about a month later, so not quite a year ago, I did Wild and Willie at Side Splitters in Tampa. And then I went outside to sign things. And I thought, oh, you know, I'll sign whoever's there. Two hours later, I'm still signing things. And that's the kind of fan base that 
soaps in general, all my children in particular, and it seems people like me specifically, and it's nice. And to get out there and see them and to entertain them in a way which they're maybe not used to, having been used to me as Jack for all those years, to me is a real thrill, and I just thoroughly enjoy it. Well, we are slowly running out of time here on the show. We have one other caller who wanted to speak to. We have Janet from New Jersey. Janet, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you for inviting me. I just want to thank both you gentlemen for all the years. I watched Mr. Malloy since Edge of Night when you played Sky Whitney. And Mr. Wiley, I watched you on Ryan's Hope when you were Joe Novak. I just want to to thank you both for all the years of entertaining me. You've done Guiding Light, Mr. Malloy. And I just... I just can't believe I'm talking to you guys. I just want to thank you to all our fans. We miss you guys so very much. Well, you're so very sweet to say that, and I'm not going to lie. We, I think I can speak for Larkin. I mean, we, we miss it, too. It was a wonderful, wonderful job to entertain wonderful, wonderful people, and I think we all miss it, and I promise you that I will get to New Jersey with one of these shows or both of these shows just as quickly as I possibly can. Thank you so much for your call, Janet. Now, uh, we have about a minute left for this. It's probably the more weighty question that I have. Some oh. people, some people, Walt, they, they need an Oscar on their mantle or a star on the Walk of Fame to be able to say that they were successful. How would you say that you measure success? Oh, boy. You know, I measure success, I guess, with what I think about myself when I wake up in the morning. I mean, I, uh, I've been able to travel the world. I have a beautiful farm in New Mexico, too. Unbelievable children, Chance 17 and Merritt 13. Um, you know, you, you, you can take all the television away and you can take all the fame, whatever fleeting notion that might be away. And if you can still look at yourself in the mirror and say you put some good kids on this earth who are going to do well and, and, and enrich the earth and, and the people living on it in some way, I think that's success. Well, Walt, I want to thank you so much for taking out the an hour of your time to sit and chat with us. Has it been an hour? Oh, that's crazy. That went by like crazy. <laughs> well, I'm always glad to hear that. So I oh also, my. of course, I want to thank Larkin Malloy for calling in for our little impromptu family reunion. Very to fun. all of you out there who are listening for the callers. And now, Walt, I know that there were a lot of appearances and dates and links that were mentioned in the show. So for everybody out there who's a fan, we are going to make sure that they're posted on our Twitter feed at Sub Central Live. Thank and you very also, much. And, if, and, and if folks want to go to the central location for all things Walt Willie, they should go to waltwillieworld.com, my brand-new website. It's only been up a week, so now's a great time to get in, take a look around, subscribe for updates. Uh, my parrot just said hello. You probably heard that. <laughs> she's been very quiet this whole time. Now she's going to start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and the site is so new that it still has that new site smell. Uh, <laughs> is that what that is? It is. It I'm is. taking I... a couple showers a day wondering what that was. Is that new site <laughs> smell? Okay, I didn't it know is. that. It is, everybody. And, of course, head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio, and you can listen to all of our interviews. If you missed part of this show or want to hear it again or want to hear any of the other stars who've dropped by, again, it's SoapCentral.com slash radio. You can download or stream the show. It's entirely free to your computer, your iPod, your mobile phone, your tablet computer, any place that you can listen to music, you can listen to the show. And coming up next week... Oh, oh, we're out of time. So I guess if you want to know who's going to be here next week, you'll just have to tune in next Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for the continuing story of Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody.
Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll be right back.